It's the reason that you can go so deep with people. It's the reason that you get so passionate about the projects that you work on. It's the reason that you have such a creative mind and that you're so imaginative and you're so attuned to what other people need. Like these things that feel like a challenge for you are also your greatest gift. Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. I am Alyssa Boyer, your highly sensitive mentor and pal on this journey with you. And I am back bringing you another episode. And as always, I'm so excited. Um, Oh my gosh, we're almost to 100 episodes of the podcast, which is absolutely crazy. I'm I'm so excited. I'm thinking of doing some sort of like celebration giveaway. I don't know when we hit that 100th episode. It's also just like so funny to me because I I never thought I wanted to start a podcast. Like people would always ask me about doing one and, oh, or have you thought about doing a podcast? I'm like, no, that seems like so much work. I don't think I want to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I finally did start one and it's been so fun and it's been really cool to see how this this different outlet has connected with so many of you and I have no doubt it's connected me with so many more incredible people than it would have, you know, than I would have gotten to reach um if I hadn't done the podcast. So I'm so excited and I just know there's going to be so much fun stuff to come here. I'm always kind of thinking like how I want to shift and change things on the show and just like keep it fresh and also follow my inspiration. So I'm thinking I'm going to continue to do more guest interviews here and there. Um, I have one coming up that I'm really excited about with my holistic doctor, the one who, if you've listened to my story, if you're familiar with my story at all, um, Dr. Jin, he is my holistic doctor who helped me heal SIBO and leaky gut guess almost seven years ago now. And he was like just a huge catalyst for the journey that I'm now on. He, he's amazing. Like I've recommended so many people to him and he's going to be on the podcast soon. And we're going to talk about the intersection of highly sensitive people and chronic health issues and talk about why the subconscious mind is so important. And it's going to be I know you guys are going to love this conversation. So I'm really, really excited about that one coming up. Um, I'm also going to bring back my my dear friend, Matt Lanzadell. You, If you may be familiar, he and I have done several episodes together and he's just like such a wise soul, a, an amazing, highly sensitive guy. So we'll have one coming up with him. 
of course, more solo episodes. And if you ever have ideas for episodes or something you'd like me to speak on, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Life by Alyssa. Just send me a DM, give me your recommendations, something you're thinking about, wondering about, and I just may do an episode on that. So I'm always here to support you and provide insights and information and stories that I think would really, really benefit you. So today I really wanted to talk about this feeling of too being too much as sensitive people and and a recent realization I had with with my therapist and about my own feelings about being highly sensitive and just like all of this stuff that's coming up. So really, I'm really excited to dive into this and I hope that you all will find it really supportive. Okay, so where to begin? So you may or may not know, I have a daughter named Blaine. She's almost 14 months old. And, you know, I always heard that you are given the child that you're meant to have and like your children are your greatest teachers and they're going to expand you and challenge you in ways that you would never imagine. And I always believed that and I'm like, okay, we'll see what that even means. And my daughter came into the world and she's awesome. She's a little Taurus. She's, I knew right away when she came that she just had this like strength to her And even when I was pregnant with her, I just felt like a lot of energy, just a lot of energy, like energetic, like kind of feisty, just like she has a presence. She has, she had a presence. Like I knew she was going to have a presence and she has that now as a toddler. Like I will say we go places and like, she smiles at everyone. Like she delights in smiling at strangers We'll be at a restaurant. She'll turn in her high chair and look at every single person and smile at them. Like everyone in our neighborhood knows her as the happy baby. <laughs> She's just always smiling. And so for a long time or like for, yeah, for a while, I guess I have been like, eh, I don't think she's highly sensitive. Like I think she's, yeah, I don't think she's highly sensitive. I think she's just a little social extrovert, but you know, what's interesting as she's getting older, I'm seeing personality traits in her that are very similar to me. And so what I've recognized and like why I have thought she's not highly sensitive is that like, she's not bothered when we go to different environments. She's not like, like um, overwhelmed in different environments. She seems to thrive when we're like in a loud restaurant or, uh, you know, there's loud noises. Like it doesn't bother her. She's, she's indifferent to it. It's like, she, she almost seems to like be energized by, by these loud environments, which makes me think that she's an extrovert. So there's that. And she's also just like not bothered by like her clothing. Like if she has a wet diaper, like she's not upset over it. She's not like you sometimes I'm like, Oh, I had no idea this was going on with you. So in those ways, I feel like there's not a whole lot of sensory sensitivity. So I've just been like, Oh no, she's not highly sensitive, but something that's been a challenge for us most of her life so far has been sleep. I've been open about that. Like "Mm, the sleep struggles have been real, not all the time, but she just goes through these periods of time, like a month or two at a time where it's really, really rocky. And so our latest thing for the past two months, honestly, has been her being awake for sometimes a couple hours straight at night. And 
it is bringing me to my knees. It is so, so hard. It's so hard. And my mom has shared because my mom kept journals for me from the time that I was, that she was pregnant with me until I was five years old. So it's really interesting because I can now read these journal entries and hear about all the things that she dealt with, with me and kind of compare to Blaine. And so my mom, when I was around Blaine's age, um, wrote that I was up for hours at night and I was so strong-willed and so intense about things. And and that I was also a very energetic, active baby. I think I was a pretty happy baby, though. I don't think I was like at Blaine's level, of just like always smiling at everyone, but very similar. And my mom wrote that there was one night where she was pregnant with my my little brother and my sleep had just been so rocky. I'd been up for hours that night, just like Blaine. And so my mom's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave you in your crib to cry for a little bit. And so she did that. And she said, all of a sudden she heard a ruckus. She's like, what is going on? And I had climbed out of my crib because I was like, no, no, you're not going to leave me in here. I'm getting out. And when I think of Blaine, I'm like, she is the same way. She wears a little sleep sack. So it's like a little potato sack thing, wearable blanket. So I don't think that she could actually like physically climb out of her crib wearing that. I I hope not. But if she wasn't wearing that, I would be 0% surprised if I saw her at the door of her nursery, like, let me out of here. And so with that, like, I just have known and and seeing more and more and more that this girl has an intense, passionate, strong-willed spirit. She is up at night with a vengeance. She has big feelings, really big feelings, and she lets you know. And I am seeing that, oh my gosh, I think my kid is a bit more sensitive than I realized. And maybe she's not necessarily like super sensitive to her environment per se, but she is, she is determined. She is strong-willed and I'm seeing that at night and I'm feeling it. And I've been wondering like, gosh, why do things feel like they're getting worse? Everyone says your kid sleeps better when they turn one. It's not the case for us. And I've, I realized well, I think more of her little personality is coming out and she is, she has feelings and she wants mom or dad there at night and she doesn't want to be alone. And she doesn't want me to, you know, stop breastfeeding her and whatever. And she is making her feelings known and man, she is strong, strong willed. And so anyway, I, I had an appointment with my therapist this morning and I was sharing all of this with her because I'm just having such a hard time with, with all of it. I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't feel comfortable leaving her to cry. It just no judgment. Like everyone is different, but I just intuitively know that for Blaine, that approach just doesn't like resonate with me because she does get so dysregulated and so distressed. It just has never felt like the way I want to approach things with her at all, but I'm tired. (laughs) I'm exhausted and it's super, super hard. Um, so anyway, and having this conversation with, with my therapist, I was just talking about how triggered I am and how I have these times of just getting so dysregulated, like her needs day and night, her big emotions are overwhelming to me. And my therapist was like, you know, I can understand why this is triggering for you, especially because you are highly sensitive and you have shared that you've often felt like your needs are too much. And so 
it's like Blaine is like a dog is like a mirror for you. It's like, you're seeing somebody else having these, these big emotions and you're feeling the intensity of it. And it's, that's a lot to deal with. It's extra a lot for a highly sensitive person who gets overstimulated and overwhelmed more than, you know, your average person. Right. So there's that. And then it's just like, it hits on some triggers and, and here's where the confession comes. And I I could cry. I get a little emotional thinking about this because it's a hard confession, but I think that a, a part of me has like denied or not wanted Blaine to be highly sensitive. And again, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm speculating, but these are things I'm learning, but I have not wanted her to be highly sensitive because one, I felt the the challenge of this journey of being sensitive, of feeling different, and it can be really hard. So there's that piece of it. And then there's the selfish piece of it for me, where it's like, I don't want to parent a highly sensitive kid because that's hard. <laughs> I, you know, there's that part of me that's like, oh, it would be so much easier if she was like a little bit more chill and easygoing and just like laid down and, and didn't have these big emotions. Like that would be easier for me as a sensitive person. And so I had that realization today. It's like, man, I think I've been kind of trying to fit her into a mold that I've wanted her to be in when she's just going to be herself. And I think it's extra painful for me to, to walk through these experiences because it's confronting for me and it's showing me where there are still parts of me where I'm not fully accepting my sensitivity and where I'm still seeing my needs as too much. And so it was really, really eye-opening and really validating to have this conversation today with my therapist, because she was like, you know, through you showing up for her and meeting her needs, you are also reparenting yourself. You are breaking cycles because you responding to her and helping her regulate her emotions. It's showing her that your needs are not too much. Your needs are valid. I'm here for you. I'm not going to like push you aside or leave you alone because your needs are too much. Like I'm here for you. And through that, that's giving the message to little Alyssa, little highly sensitive me inside. It's showing me that like, it's okay to have needs and, and your needs are valid and I'm here to respond to you. And it's also just showing me like, wow, I have a lot of compassion for my parents and, and understanding how hard that must have been for them to have such a sensitive spirited kid who has such intense emotions and such a determined spirit. And I just think it just really hit me. I'm like, wow, like I was given this child because she's helping me heal parts of myself that are still unhealed. There's still parts of me. I, you know, and I, that's why I'm an open book. Like my main goal with you all, like, I hope you are feeling this. My main goal with you all is to help you accept yourself and embrace yourself for all of who you are. Like, that is what I do. Like my self-worth course is like, I call it my signature program because I think every highly sensitive person should walk through that program and you will experience your life in a different way. You will have so much more self-compassion and be able to care for yourself in the way you need when you accept yourself. Like that is my goal. That is what I do. And I always have more work to do around this. And so my daughter having 
more needs than maybe a, a more easygoing child. Like that's confronting for me because it's showing me, it's shining a light right in my face. Like, Hey, here's the difference between somebody who's more sensitive and somebody who's more easygoing. And like, it's showing me like, dang, this is hard. This is hard. And this is the work. This is the work because I, I want my daughter to grow up knowing that she's amazing how she is. Her passionate nature, her determined spirit, her strong will is going to serve her so well in her life. Like, oh my gosh, I, I have no doubt that Blaine is going to do big things. Like I cannot wait to, to watch her and guide her. And I recognize that my role as her mom is to help shape that in her. I don't want her to lose that because this is the stuff that this is her magic. This is what makes her, her, but that doesn't mean it's not hard. It's so hard. And so I want to share this message because it's just, you know, I'm like, what's even the lesson here? I don't know that there's a clear lesson here, but it's more just like a story of openness, I guess. And like sharing that, like so many of us have felt like we're too much and we're not too much. And it, and it, and it can still be hard. Like there's like duality. I'm just so interested in duality right now. It's like two things can be true, you know, like your needs are valid and it can be really freaking hard to have more needs than other people. That's, that's true. And that's valid. And something I always lean into and something that has helped me through and that I share with others is that like, even though these extra needs can feel like a burden, even though it can feel annoying and like a roadblock and like such a pain that we need more rest or that we need to eat a certain diet or that we need, you know, more downtime or whatever. Like, even though that can feel like a burden, like this is also where our magic lies. Like this is where the gold is. This is where, where all the good stuff is. And what I mean by that is like, we, we are experiencing life in such, we experience it more intensely. There's this beautiful intensity to being highly sensitive. That is the juxtaposition of it. It's intense. We feel the, we feel the feelings so deeply and we feel the joy so deeply. We feel the anger and the frustration so deeply. It's all so intense. It's so intense. And that's so hard sometimes. And that's, and that's us. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't need to be masked. It doesn't need to be diluted. It doesn't need to be changed. It's just us, right? There's there's a beauty that comes from accepting that. And so I just wanted to share that openly because it just felt like such an eye-opening thing for me today. And it's something that I'm still like going to be thinking through and continuing to ponder about and, and share about. But I guess I just wanted to share that like, yeah, sometimes it can feel like a lot because it is a lot being highly sensitive, being so alert, so aware, so open, so feeling so raw and exposed, like that can be a lot. And we do have this intensity to us, but also that intensity can be harnessed to do such beautiful things. Like it's the reason that you can go so deep with people. It's the reason that you get so passionate about the projects that you work on. It's the reason that you have such a creative mind and that you're so imaginative and you're so attuned to what other people need. Like these things that feel like a challenge for you are also your greatest gift. 
right? Like, and so I'm really interested to parent a child who may or may not be highly sensitive, but is most certainly intense and and, and strong-willed and high energy. Like I'm so interested as to all the insights that will come from parenting her and also all of the things that I'm going to learn about myself. And oh my goodness, I think there's just so much more self-acceptance to come. So I just wanted to share this little story. This little realization I had is like, I don't know. It's really, it's really eye-opening. It's really, it's really wild to see how, how these things play out. And it gives me a lot of insight as to how so many of us were shaped as sensitive kids growing up. You know what I mean? It's like our parents, you know, most of our parents do the best they can. And now as a parent myself, I can understand the allure of having a child who's more calm and chill because it like makes it quote unquote easier for you as the parent. And I can see why sensitivity and passion and intensity and and beautiful, intense emotions. Like I can see why those are snuffed out of kids and, and stuffed down because the parents are like, this is a lot. I can't handle this. You're too much. What's wrong with you? And I'm so grateful that I have this awareness about myself. And I have this awareness about, you know, attachment and, and helping foster the beautiful personality traits my daughter has. Like, I'm I'm grateful I have that because my hope is that I can, she can grow up loving all of these parts of herself and not have to later on go and, and try to accept herself. You know what I mean? It's like, I want her to grow up loving her intensity and loving her determination and loving her sensitivity, whatever that looks like. So it's interesting because yeah, it's super confronting for me (laughs) to deal with it. I don't want to say deal with it, but it's super confronting for me to parent a child like that when it, it just shows me like, dang, that intensity that's intense, <laughs> but, but it's also beautiful. And I have no doubt that she's going to experience the world in such a deep and meaningful way that I've had the the joy and pleasure of experiencing myself. And I feel like I'm going to be able to be such a, a good guide for her through this life and, and, um, be able to teach her some, some really valuable skills and how to, how to work with it and use it as a strength in her life. But I know I'm going to learn so much along the way. I know I have so much work to do. So I just wanted to share that and yeah, you know, just help with the, with the whole conversation around self-acceptance and also just normalize to like, you're not too much. Your needs are not too much. Your needs are valid. Even if they're different than others, even if other people are going to make you feel like you're burdensome or you're asking for too much, you're not. You are wired this way for a reason, your intensity, your passion, your, your sensitivity, your emotions. It's all so beautiful. You are beautiful and you are perfect the way that you are. And I hope you always remember that. So that's my little pep talk. That's my little, my little story for the week. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, if you have any ideas for future episodes, things you'd like me to speak on, just feel free to reach out at life by Alyssa. Also, let me know if this episode resonated with you. I always love to hear from you and I will talk to you next week. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. 
and I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.